Hello, friend. Hello. I am a man of a certain age and a father, and you can call me Norm. Yes, I also do have an age, and I'm not a father, and my name is Ari. And this is K-pop for old people, Mm -hmm. in which we discuss K-pop from various angles. That's true. In particular, we tend to speak about a specific K-pop group every week, and uh, I assume that is going to be the same today. Mm Mm-hmm. What uh, K-pop group are we going to be speaking of? And Hypen. And Hypen. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about that. Yeah. Before we get into that, what's new with you? Uh, not much, really. Yeah, not much with me either. Mm-hmm. But, as is my typical weekend activity, I have been watching some K-pop videos. Mm-hmm. Specifically ones from last week's artist, G-Idol or Idol or however it's pronounced out loud. And I have some thoughts that I'd like to share. Mm-hmm. And I hope that you'll share your thoughts as well. I listened to four G Idol songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of them seemed fairly uh, unique in their musical presentation. Yeah. Like they didn't have like an overarching musical style necessarily. Yeah. That I observed. Uh, so let's get into it. Um, the first one that I listened to was Queen Card. Mm-hmm which I guess is one word. I had assumed that it was two. Yeah. Well, technically, it's not actually an English word. It's uh, Korean queen ka, but didn't just translate into queen card. Yeah, and you can definitely tell the difference when they are singing it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that word means in Korean? From what I can remember, it doesn't really have like a direct translation other than queen card. Um, but I believe it's like something that you would call like Mean Girls or whatever, like oh, okay. from the movie Mean Girls, right. Queen Card. So okay, I guess that makes a little sense because I was having trouble trying to figure out exactly what it meant in the context of the song. One thing that I've noticed about this particular group's songs in general, they seem to be, at least from my observation, it seems like they are targeted more at a asian audience than a western audience Mm. why do you think that like there's a lot fewer english lyrics thrown in there and Mm. when they are thrown in there they're very tangential uh they don't necessarily parse like english Mm. you know what i mean like when they are using english words it doesn't sound like a native english speaker yeah in the way that some of the other groups Uh, lyrics tend to that's not a criticism but it is something that I was taking into account while I was listening to it like I needed to accept that I wasn't necessarily going to understand what these songs were about until I read the translation of the lyrics yeah you know because like some of them in past uh, groups that I've listened to you can gather it from the English lyrics what they're getting at but this one it seemed like Less so to that degree. But we've discussed like a lot of what they're about was sort of a, you know, the girl crush thing and, and sort of the the feminist thing. Yeah. Um, but when I first was listening to them without any visuals, just the music, I wasn't necessarily picking that up so much. Mm. Like once you added in the visuals, that became more apparent But for example, with Queen Card specifically, that song, when I just listened to it, seemed to be more just like 
a dance pop number about being sexy and looking sexy and <laughs> and and I understand that when you add in the visuals it was definitely more of a like self-confidence kind of thing yeah or like being proud of your own body or your own sexuality or your own um, beauty or whatever yeah but that didn't come through in the music necessarily it seemed much more um, honestly kind of male gazy mm. especially the fact that once you started looking at the video like there's kind of like the part at the beginning and the end where we talked about you told me about at least um, she's going in for plastic surgery yeah but then ultimately decides not to. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't come through in the song, right? That's just visuals in the video. Yeah, not really. And most of the visuals in the video, honestly, were just like sexy girls being sexy. <laughs> and with lyrics like, my boob and booty is hot. Yeah. It was hard to get the female empowerment out of that. Yeah. It's also really weird how they all, the, just the one boob. Yeah, that's what I mean when I'm talking about, like, the lyrics don't sound like they were targeted necessarily at an English-speaking audience. Yeah. It, it did seem a little unusual to me because of the fact that, like, in that video, I think they're all blonde, like, long hair, yeah. long blonde hair. And Most of the time. all, like, wearing these sexy, fashionable outfits and uh lots of hot pink yeah like there's definitely an aggressive sexuality about them as a group it seems like which there's definitely a place for that i think in feminism like female empowerment includes you know embracing one's own sexuality mm. but it doesn't read that way as much when there's like these conventionally attractive skinny girls talking about how hot they are. Yeah. In a way that, like, is different, for example, like, say, Lizzo. Yeah. Who uh, also is very aggressively sexual and uh, talking about female empowerment and, like, self-love and things like that. Yeah. But it reads differently because it's Lizzo. Yeah. So that's what I think about Queen Card. You mentioning the whole, like, sexuality thing made me think of their song, Oh My God, which is, uh, from what I can remember, about having sex with a lesbian demon. Okay, well, you should have mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. I should have listened to that yeah. song. It's a pretty good song. I like it. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, so, like, we talked a little bit last time about the kind of intersection between the the K-pop world and its conventional femininity and presentation of you know female bodies in in a sort of sexualized way but yeah how how does that play in with like queerness and and all that and so like the mention of a lesbian demon <laughs> throws kind of a wrench into the way that i was looking at things but uh, along that line i also listened to um tomboy yeah which I bring up because, again, it had, like, the lyrical content and the visual content were kind of a little bit of a disconnect for me because, mm. uh, again, in the video, they're mostly just, like, wearing sexy, fashionable outfits and, like, presenting themselves in a conventionally, like, heteronormative sexual way. Yeah. But, like, the lyrics talk about being a tomboy, which... 
I mean, even at the end of the lyrics, when they're talking about neither man nor woman, yeah, sounds a lot more like a statement of non-binary, you know. Yeah, androgyny, I guess. Yeah, for sure, androgyny. And like we talked a little bit about also how the concept of a tomboy is maybe a little outdated, but yeah, we have different language for that kind of idea now. Yeah. But that's not the way they're presenting themselves at all in the video. Like, mm-hmm. nobody seems non-binary at all. Everybody seems super-duper femme. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on that? I don't know. I just feel like when I think of the term tomboy, I don't really think of, like, not a woman or a man. I think of mostly just, like, a more masculine than the quote-unquote normal woman. Yeah. I guess another word for that that... uh one could potentially use would be butch yeah but that doesn't seem like the kind of thing that would come into k-pop because that seems like it's a little too queer frankly (laughs) i guess i know that i'm getting like super duper gender politics right now (laughs) which is maybe maybe that's not exactly what i should expect a discourse about gender politics in in k-pop is maybe too much to ask but because of the nature of this particular group in which that is put more front and center than any other group that I think we've discussed before. Yeah. I don't know. It just makes makes me think of that. So I'm just reacting. <laughs> so the third song that I listened to was Nude. Mm-hmm. There's definitely... Uh, some sexual politics going on in that one yeah. as well. Um, musically, I thought it was an interesting song because like, it seems like they're going for a little bit of an early jazz vibe, like a 20s <laughs> jazz kind of vibe, Yeah, but with modern, you know, electronic beats. Yeah, because like the song was inspired by um, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, I noticed at the end of the video there was a a title card that mentioned it was inspired by Marilyn Monroe as well as Banksy. Mm. Are you familiar with Banksy? Sort of. The artist? He's an anonymous artist, so like nobody is supposed to know who he actually is. Yeah. But he uh got famous by doing street art, you know, like graffiti and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um but then became popular with like the fancy art circles and so like there's that scene at the end of the video where they have the picture in the frame and then it starts to shred down the bottom that was a reference to a famous Banksy work where he sold a work of his art in a big fancy auction for like a lot of money and then he had rigged it up so that it would shred the artwork as like a statement of like you know what's the real value of art and all that yeah um So I thought that was cool that they were talking about that kind of stuff, too. And you could definitely see the Marilyn Monroe references in the video. I also think, from my perspective, it looked like they were maybe also a little bit referencing Madonna, Mm -hmm. who herself was referencing Marilyn Monroe in her uh, Material Girl video. Yeah. So I think maybe there's a thread of how women are portrayed in the media throughout yeah. a long history of uh, women using their sexuality to appeal to a mostly male audience, which I know that 
G Idol's audience is not mostly male. I believe it's mostly female. Yeah. So they're, you know, putting a new twist on it, which is cool. But just in terms of the music again, like the fact that they were using like a lot of violins and like muted trumpets and stuff like that. It, yeah. It had sort of a, and also had sort of a burlesque vibe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and the lyrical content of how they're talking about, I don't know, like my interpretation of it at least would be like, what's the value of nudity in um, popular culture? How is that valued by the culture? Like may maybe do we need to reconsider how that is valued? Yeah. And like another thing with like the whole Marilyn Monroe thing is like she was mostly portrayed as like the dumb, sexy blonde. Mm -hmm. And then the last song or actually two songs, because I, I kind of expanded that into two songs, <laughs> was uh, Han parentheses alone, which as I was looking for it to listen to it, I noticed there was also another song titled Han parentheses alone in winter. Yeah. Which caught my curiosity. So first I listened to the non-winter one <laughs> and then I listened to the winter one because I was curious if it was a different version of the same song. Turns out it's, I would call it more like a sequel to that song. Mm. Are you familiar with both of them? Um, well, I definitely have listened to Han, just the alone, mm -hmm. but I haven't really listened to Alone in Winter very recently, so I don't really, ha really have a good memory of it. Yeah, like musically they're pretty different um, yeah. because uh, the In Winter version is like mostly just like piano and strings, which is a, an interesting arrangement for a K-pop song, I think. Yeah. And I also didn't mention but when i was talking about tomboy i wanted to say that musically that one also kind of jumped out at me because it was it was like a guitar rock song yeah like which is not super common in the songs i've listened to from k-pop artists yeah because usually when you think k-pop you think all oh, like bubbly and cutesy like uh most twice songs mm -hmm. but like not always yeah for sure it's i mean up. i've heard guitar like i don't remember the name of everything because I'm bad with names but um, there was definitely like one of the uh, I think one of the solo songs from one of the groups maybe it was uh, I don't want to speculate because I'll be wrong but um, yeah there were there were some other guitar rock songs that I yeah. heard before like I does not equal doll maybe. that I think was the one I was thinking yeah. of and also like not kind of sort of kill shot but also not really mm, yeah okay fair enough which like I'm a guitar rock guy to a certain degree, so like I appreciate that. It's it's definitely through a K-pop filter, which is a little different, but I mean it reminded me a little bit of like say uh the band Garbage, who uh you know, was a guitar rock band that had a female lead singer. Yeah, I was going to think I was just thinking if you didn't say the band, it would just say Garbage, <laughs> which sounds weird. It does. Anyway, I skipped back to tomboy for a minute but um i was talking about han parentheses alone <laughs> i mean i thought that was a, a nice song the hook i think was like uh i erase you or something was the transition oh, yeah, of it yeah and so the alone in winter seemed to be talking about like so so i guess the not in winter version <laughs> seemed to be them talking about uh 
former boyfriend or whatever who they were trying to forget, you know, I erase you. Yeah. And then the in winter part was a different song entirely. Like it seemed like it had some musical similarities, but they were talking about what seemed to be the same person and saying like, I'm trying to forget you, but I can't forget you. Yeah. And there's sort of a melancholy about it. And like we've talked about when, uh, you know, I really liked some of those uh, new gene songs. I, I like some of the more melancholy songs. And also like we talked about how we both have an affinity for the teen angst. So, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say G idol is a teen angsty band. I don't think yeah. they're very teen band yeah they're a little bit more mature with with their aggressive sexuality and their you know there were references in some of the songs to like smoking and drinking and things like that yeah but you know everybody feels feelings and (laughs) it's good to talk about feelings or sing about them sometimes anyway uh i think i got super analytical on some of those songs uh but that's what i thought that's what i felt yeah any thoughts from you before we move on? No. Okay. Sounds good. So we were going to talk about in hyphen. Yep. All right. Before we even get started, I just want to say that I've seen the name of this band mm-hmm. or group. I know you don't like it when I call it a band. Because it's not a band. I am, You're right. It's not a band. Uh, there, a band there's is, like uh, one K-pop band that I could think of, which would be like Extinary Heroes or however you're supposed to pronounce their name. No, you're right. They're not a band. That's just what I call things in the same way that I talk about like all kinds of old things that aren't really a thing anymore, like albums and records and stuff. <laughs> but the name and hyphen, I've seen it before. It's come up in various interactions with you. Yeah. And it always uh, threw me off because I have a hard time understanding it. Anyway, I'm saying too much. Y- yeah. You're supposed to be telling me about them. Yeah. The name and hyphen is like the name is like the word hyphen, but with E-N in front of it. And I'm not fully sure if it's supposed to be an hyphen, because usually when I'm not sure about the pronunciation of a K-pop group, I look at the Korean translation because I can read Korean and they don't really have an F sound. Mm. Or like a pH sound mm-hmm. in Korean, so they okay. substitute that with like a P. So for all I know, it could be in hyphen, but it could also be in hyphen. But I still think it's in hyphen. Yeah, that was what was confusing me about it is because it does look like it should have the word hyphen in it, but it also doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so that explanation helps a little, but also I'm not sure why they would want to have the word hyphen. <laughs> I don't because either. It's just a punctuation mark. Yeah. But also I I was wondering if uh like it was maybe sort of a pun on hype. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I seen this one meme that was like is hype trying to teach us math because like one of the parts I think in like one of the e's or something in and hypen is like the dash in the middle isn't connected so they're like a subtraction sign and then uh-huh. txt is like a plus. A mm-hmm. times symbol and then a plus again. And then like the BTS logo is just like kind of two lines going straight up. But then if you turn it to the side, it could be an equal sign. But I doubt that because none of them are really math related. Yeah. I just thought that that was funny. It is funny. Um, but they have seven members uh, from 
oldest to youngest, they have Hee-sung, Jay, Jake, Sung-hoon, uh, Sun-woo, Jung-won, and Nikki. Okay. Anytime I think of Nikki, I think of Nikki Minaj. Nikki is one of those interesting names that sounds to my ears usually feminine. Yeah. But there are a lot of masculine Nikki's out there as well. Yeah, because this is a boy group. Yeah, and also like... Nikki in a rock context makes me think of like hair metal bands of the late 1980s, like Nikki Six, for example, mm. was a guitar player in uh, Molly Crew, I believe, which always seemed like weird because cause it does sound like a feminine name yeah. to me. Anyway, but yeah, another thing that like connects all of the three boy groups, the three main boy groups, I guess, from high labels is. BTS and Enhypen have the same amount of numbers. They have uh, seven. Mm-hmm. And so they would be able to like very easily do covers of BTS songs, which they have done before. Okay. Because like, the problem with um, TXT is they only have five members, so they'd be missing two people, and so they'd have to substitute like lines or something. Because when I think of doing K-pop covers, I think one member has this specific member's lines and like places Mm -hmm. but like that's not always the case because maybe they have a different amount of numbers so members so they have to like kind of rearrange lines and positions for people sure the foreign members that they have are jay is uh korean american jake is korean australian and uh nikki is japanese okay so that's pretty cool i guess um, they debuted on November 30th, 2020, so they're sort of new. Mm. Not as new, though, uh, with a song, Given Taken, which um, the names of a significant amount of their songs are one word, dash, another word. Oh, interesting. Is like, it a dash or is it a hyphen? <laughs> a hyphen. It's a hyphen, yeah. I guess. Pretty much. Well, hmm. uh, I'll have to think about that. But yeah, for some examples that I have run down is Tamed Dash, Given Taken, Drunk Dazed, uh, Blessed Cursed, and others. Huh. Maybe. Those All are right. the only ones that I've written down. Um, but their most recent song was uh, Blossom, I believe, which is a Japanese song. I haven't listened to it yet, but I hear it's pretty good. Hmm. Okay. Their company is B-Lift Lab under Hive labels. Oh, okay. Because there's like 1,600 companies under Hive labels, and they're all very different. But then they all get grouped together. So, like, why isn't Hive labels just one company? Why do they have six trillion companies under them? That's a fair question. Yeah. Um, But their fan group is called Engine, which I don't know how that relates to anything really for them, because their concept is like vampires. Which isn't very common in K-pop, I guess. Okay, well that that one I did not see coming. Yeah. So it's uh pretty like noticeable in like their song "Bite." Well, I can't remember if sense. it's called yeah. "Bite" or "Bite Me," but like the whole thing about that is like you know they're vampires. But like, how does an hyphen and engine have anything to do with vampires? All of those words don't make sense together to me. <laughs> yeah. But another thing about their song, Bite Me, I believe, um, is in the main choreography for like the chorus specifically, most of the time, they have women with them. 
like okay. dancing together in their own little pairs, which a lot of people didn't like. And so they were like protesting to remove the women because they do have solo choreography where everybody's doing their own thing with like no other backup dancers. Hmm. But like one of the main points of that song was they have the women there and they were like dancing alongside of them. But like they're backup dancers. It's kind of their job. They kind of have to do that. Yeah, what do you think that the nature of the conflict was for people that there was women? Probably because they were like fairly close. Like I can show you some of the choreography with the women involved. Was it like a, I don't want another woman close to that boy because I want to be close to that boy and nobody else? Maybe. Something I don't know. Like that. Oh, okay. So you're showing me some of the video and they are dancing in pairs, which... Is not something that we've... Yeah, it's pretty close. Interesting. I'll probably have more thoughts on that next time after I've processed it more. But. Yeah, because like, there's the the problem, not really a problem, but kind of a problem of uh, Nikki, who's like the youngest member, and I'm pretty sure the only one who's still a minor. Oh. So like, kind of weird, I guess. Except not really, because they're just dancing. Because, like, I don't understand why people are getting so upset over it. it. They're just dancing. There's nothing in between them other than, like, they're co-workers, I guess. Yeah. In reality, they are. They're all professionals. Because, like, no matter, no matter what they do with the backup dancers, somebody's going to complain about it. Because, like, with the female ones, they're like, oh, they shouldn't be doing that. If it, there were male backup dancers, they would be like, oh, that's so gay. If there were no backup dancers people would be like, this is kind of lame if they're like, yeah. What I'm hearing from you is like all of the complaints, there's an undercurrent of sexuality throughout, which people get uptight about. Yeah. No matter what you do, somebody's going to make fun of you or be complaining about it. But it is interesting that they immediately put that on something that is a performance, right? Yeah. Obviously, there can be a sensual aspect to dance yeah but that doesn't mean that dancing is always a stand-in for sexuality either yeah you can just be dancing they're just dancing that's pretty much all i have to say it's not a big problem i guess no i agree it's not a big problem but yeah Another little fun fact about them, I guess, would be is that Sung Hoon is a kind of retired, I guess, uh, figure skater. Oh. So, yeah. That's cool. Obviously, a figure skater crossing over to dancing seems like it's a fairly related lateral move. Kind of like with Kazuha being a ballet dancer. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, I'm still stuck on this vampire thing, though. Yeah. So all their songs, their vampires, or just that one? Um, Not all of them, I guess, but there are some. Like, for example, their debut song, Give and Taken, is pretty vampire-y, and like, their song, Drunk Dazed, is pretty vampire-y, because like, they're drinking some red liquid that I'm pretty sure we're supposed to believe is like blood or something, but it just straight up looks like Kool-Aid. Because mm. <laughs> like, it's not like they're going to be drinking actual blood, especially not human blood. Okay. And also in that, another fun part about that that I really, the music video for Drunk Days that I really like is they have like kind of this bleeding room that like starts out with just like a pretty empty beige-ish white room and then it starts bleeding, Mm. which I think would be really cool to have. (laughs) Have a room that bleeds? Yeah. Because like, 
I wouldn't put actual blood in it, but I put like a blood kind of thing. I'm glad that you're not harvesting blood in yeah. the blood room. I'm not a real uh, vampire like they are. Yeah, I would say, like, no, I, I get what's cool about that from a visual kind of perspective, but practically speaking, it, it seems. Yeah, because, um, like, if you have somebody at your house that you don't like, bring them into the blood room and they'll start freaking out. <laughs> I suppose. You could do lots of fun things with it. You could use like a, use it for a photo shoot, for like a fun video or something. It's really cool. But yeah. also that'd be hard to clean up a bunch of blood stains from a beige-ish white room. Yeah, you definitely need a drain in the floor in yeah. the blood room so that you can just like, you know, bring the hose in there and just yeah. spray it down. No soft surfaces, please. Yeah. Um, That's why it's an empty room because then you get blood all over your stuff. Yeah. But like, yeah, like after it's been bleeding or something and it's been like filling up with blood or whatever, it'll look cool to just have a really blood-stained room and people would be very confused why you have a room that's slightly tainted red. Yeah, I guess they would. It sounds like, like you're into the vampire thing. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. If you've got an angle, like run with it. Absolutely. And I, I'm down with vampires. I like vampire movies. <laughs> I've read the book Dracula like a bunch of times. Yeah. I like vampire lore and it's fun. Like, obviously I don't believe in actual vampires, but, um, it's a cool concept. It's a fun concept. And I think it works as a nice metaphor for a lot of things, but culturally vampires kind of go in and out of favor, right? It seems like there was the whole twilight thing for a while there where vampires were just like everybody was into vampires for some reason yeah and then i guess that wave kind of passed and then i know that there's like vampire tv shows like true blood and stuff like that um i guess i don't have my finger on the pulse no pun intended of where vampire uh popularity is right now um it's also interesting because you mentioned that they debuted in 2020 yeah which is like and late in 2020, so, like, the pandemic was already a thing. Yeah. And so, like, the idea of blood and, I mean, I guess it's a little bit of a horror kind of concept. At that particular point in time, I guess I wouldn't have expected it. Yeah. But now I'm super curious to, to learn more about this band and... and uh... Group. It's a group, not a band. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this group. Yeah. Um, but another funny thing that has like pretty much nothing to do with the vampire theme of their music is they've done like at least two songs for a kids show that are like so different from their vampire-y concept. And like the two kids songs are uh, Billy Poco and Hey Tayo, Tayo, whatever. I'm pretty sure maybe it's the same show. I don't know. I've never watched it before because I'm not a baby anymore. It's a show for babies? Uh, pretty babies or small children, stuff like that. It's a kid's show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have those on my liked songs because they're funny and they're actually kind of good in my opinion. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> this one keeps throwing me curveballs and yeah. I'm here for it. And like other K-pop songs for kids that like I think you would know is like, Candy Pop by Twice, or like Hey Gabby by Enmix, which is for um, Gabby's Playhouse. It's like a kid's show. I've mm. watched like one episode of it, but like that's pretty much it. So when you say it's a kid's show, is it a kid's show 
in Korean for a Korean audience? No, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure they do have like a Korean version, but I'm pretty sure it is American. Oh, okay. I was not aware of that kind of crossover, but it makes sense. Like, yeah, I've noticed when I've been looking through the discography of various groups before that there will be, you know, soundtrack songs from TV shows and stuff like that. Yeah, K dramas. Yeah, and it's funny because they're like they're aren't many k-pop songs for like specific things like holidays or in this case kids shows because like for example another song by unmix is funky glitter christmas which is a christmas song and it's like really good i really like it but like you only really have the opportunity to listen to it at least one month (sighs) in the year yeah there's also like christmas evil by uh stray kids which is another christmas song that i like i haven't really found any like Halloween songs other than like TT by Twice which isn't very Halloweeny sounding but like if you look at the music video it's definitely Halloween themed because it starts with like these two kids trick-or-treating and they come across the the Twice house I guess mm. which is like very spooky I guess but not really the song the song is very cutesy yeah well I mean like we said before with the birthday thing if you can get a song that hits and is themed to a specific like holiday or whatever you can make a lot of money if it gets played many times every year yeah and then there's also the like we've talked about this before but there's like ives um can't remember if it was uh love diver after like and um 17's darling christmas virgin which Mm -hmm. is just the same song pretty much but different music but the same lyrics yeah and it's just more christmasy yeah and like i've listened to those before i have it on my christmas playlist but most of the songs on my christmas playlist aren't very serious it's just so weird to listen to it because it's like i recognize the the songs so much because they're more of like a summery song and Mm. then they somehow turn it into a christmas song with the same lyrics but like it's just so like off-putting i guess yeah just add sleigh bells instant christmas song <laughs> i don't know if and hyphen has done any christmas songs but i don't know maybe they will it seems like it would not be a yeah very good matchup with vampires somehow make a vampire christmas if somebody could pull it off i would be uh very interested yeah because that sounds amazing but yeah it seems like it would be pretty hard to pull off yeah so I definitely wrote down Bite Me as a song that I need to do mm-hmm. a deeper dive into. And I know you mentioned a bunch of other ones, but um, I didn't take specific notes. So which songs do you think are, are good ones for me to listen to? I think you should listen to uh, Drunk Dazed. Drunk hyphen dazed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song uh, Tame Dash was what got me into and hyphen specifically like... Jake was the one who stood out to me, and he's probably my bias, I guess. And that's a pretty cool song, I guess. What was the name of it again? Tamed hyphen dashed. Which I have no idea what any of those things mean in the, like, hyphen names. Interesting. Okay. Because they, from what I see, they don't really have much to do with the actual song. Except for, like, maybe Drunk Dazed. But, like, the song Blessed Cursed? Not really. And just for the sake of uh, being thorough... How about one of those kids' songs? I yeah. want to check one of those out, too. You should do both. They're actually pretty good songs, in my opinion, aside from the fact that they're made for small children. Okay, what were the names? Uh, Billy Poco 
and Hey Tayo. All right. That's a bunch of songs to listen to. I think that's good. Yeah. It's fun for me when there's a group that has some kind of weird angle or twist on it like this. Yeah. Because uh, when a group's concept is just like, we're attractive people singing dance (laughs) songs, that's fine. But I like something that's a little weird that makes something stand out. And yeah, uh, so like vampires definitely is a good (laughs) option for me. This sounds fun. Anything else you'd like to say before we wrap it up? No. Sounds good to me. Don't forget to uh, reach out in all the various ways. Uh, so if you have any feedback or question for uh, questions for us, you could uh, give us a YouTube comment or get, uh, send us an email at kpopforoldpeople at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Yeah. So thank you for teaching me about Enhypen. Um, who are we going to learn about next week? Espa. Espa. Yeah. All right. I look forward to that. But until then, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Okay. Sounds good. So we were going to talk about, don't tell me, I'm going to remember it. So (laughs) we were going to talk about in hyphen. Yep.